0: It's very orchestrated. If you play it shuffled, it still works. I it
1: has to blend. Because I know this week we're going to be playing some Kendrick. I've been playing um, Watch Dogs 2 over. So this also You've
0: been cool. in a kind of hip-hop mood recently, huh?
1: A little bit. Um, I've been replaying Watch Dogs 2. And this also correlates to the topic of the podcast today. Um so Wha- Watch Dogs about- 2? Yeah, Watch Dogs 2.
2: That's which the is
0: a great segue out. and welcome to the podcast i <laughs> like Thank please you. tell me you're recording i'm
1: recording <laughs> oh wait you are i am
0: recording oh welcome to the giant contraband robot everybody
1: <laughs> that is christian ventura my co-host and coming back once again to the gcr we have loray montez williams also known as ray squared
3: hello welcome
1: back. it's good to be back Thank thank it's you. good to be
3: back thank you for having me yeah.
1: and you're the one who gave us the topic for this one i always welcome people past guests or calls to give me topics and this was a very interesting one um games narrative. i think if i remember games that probably helped us during the pandemic or that helped us uh can you rephrase it because i know i'm paraphrasing it
3: how has gaming helped you through the pandemic and what games specifically have you been playing
1: it, there we go.
0: That's a really good one.
1: Because I know for me, and I was talking about it right now, Watch Dogs Two. Um, because one, even though they tell you at the start of the game, anything that's coincidence towards the game is all coincidental. It's hella coincidental whereas portions of Watch Dogs two is reflecting what's going on today. And it's still going on till this day with systemic racism, uh, corrupt politicians. Oh yeah, um, a virus that was in the game, but we took care of. In well, the game characters took care of it. While we are still in the the U.S. and London is still in the middle of a pandemic. Yep. Yeah. But the reason why I'm replaying the game, yes, is getting me uh, back. I'm in a hip hop kick. Here's why I want to play some Schoolboy Q some ASAP ro- um, Ferg, not Rocky, um, Flatbush Zombies, uh, what I'm thinking about playing when we go on the Night Owl Show, which you can also go to Spotify, Fly. type in the Night Out Show, Headbangers University, you get me and Christian's playlist. And it's hey ever, yo, man.
0: Every week we add to that playlist, so it only gets hey, one.
3: Hey, yo, man, Flatbush Zombies, Mwah. perfect, they're right. great. Um, I've been listening to Palm Trees a lot. That's that's my favorite song right now.
1: I've been um, listening to um, Daedalus. I'm like, nice. If, if that's if, like coming from Flatbush Zombies, like if you can listen to Migos, you, if you can listen to Flatbush, you're looking to the Migos, I'm like no 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 no. I can just <laughs> pull up the fucking lyrics between Flatbush and the Migos. Flatbush and Zombies got actual fucking lyrics. Migos is just uh, uh.
3: I I think it's okay for people to like Migos and flash with zombies. It's just that like rap is so diverse these days that you can break them up in different categories, just like rock. Yeah, you, know, you can. You got the mumble rap, you got the emo rap, you got the um, gangster rap. So we have all sorts of types of rap, but like for them, they just put us all in this category that's like outdated and archaic. That rap yeah. has expanded so much that we just need to put it in different categories.
1: But That's, and that's why I, uh, for the Night Out show, we switched it from a rock show to a eclectic show because I'm like, as much as I like rock, I need to actually show like, yo, I like the different forms of music. I like Old Town. Ta- we have not played it yet, but I like <laughs> Old Town Road. I've actually
3: it's, seen Lil Nas X perform that live.
1: I was like, Lucky, I, will, I, will, I will, that is a headbanger. I don't care if it's old. I'm gonna play it in this new generation. If it's two years, if it's been two years ago, consider it. Fuck y'all, I'm still banging it. Um, that <laughs> little dicky. Um, fuck, he was on um walling out. Like,
0: oh, um,
1: living my good life.
0: Um, oh my god, the ball
1: There we go. That's a. I was not expecting him to put out. Um. Uh, Again, good-ass song. I was like, oh, shit. little Duvall! all right, let's go. But um, but Watch Dogs 2, and you said, why not Legion? I feel Watch Dogs 2, narratively and artistically, is better than Legion. And especially during the climate that we're in. And and also, we talk about games that are helping us through the pandemic. I would say in the middle of 2020, and we're just going right into it. Obviously, I wasn't in the right headspace. Was not creating. Was not. I lost my grandmother, my un- both uncles. By the time we hit the middle of like the 2020, one from one from the COVID, one natural causes. My grandmother passed away literally the month before the pandemic. Not in the headspace to create, listening to hip hop or anything. Because I'm like. Hip hop, that fucking understand what I'm going through. Went back to listen to rock. And then I heard um, Dern and Lucas did a rock song with the band. And that shit was, when we played on the Nile Show. And that shit was, I was like, alright. I was like, we're back into that genre where hip hop is merging again with rock music and is bringing people back into rock, back into hip hop in different ways. So, Watcher Dogs Two helps me artistically because of the um, graffiti style, the color palette that they use, um, the fact that this is a your non-conventional person of color as the lead of the game. Because normally, when you get a lead of the game and they are a person of color, they're buff, they're a soldier or some for or ex gangster or a gangster. <laughs> Marcus in Watch Dogs Two He's a product of systemic racism. Like, he buys um paper clips and needles and he's flagged and they think he's gonna lockpick. Yes, he is lockpicking shit, but it's still like he use needles and pins for other shit. I know it's kinda of yeah,
0: not so. just for breaking locks.
1: Which <laughs> I'm currently doing. <laughs> yep. But um, but most of the stuff is like literally tied to his hometown of Oakland, and then over the greatest part of San Francisco, it becomes global as you as you get through the game. But seeing even his body type is not usual to a black character in video games, and it also helps when you get to Miles Morales. He doesn't have the quote unquote normal body type of a black person, or in his case mixed uh mixed race person of color. Always buffed out like, no, nah, this is a lanky kid who is fucking Spider Man. Yeah. So I like I like seeing the representation. So Miles and Watch Dogs too help me with that representation. Oh, Especially Miles oh, so, Miles Morales, the game with um it's hip hop mix.
3: Oh, so you fuck with Miles Morales
0: now. <laughs>
1: Video game wise. I don't want to see him in the movie yet. <laughs> He's
0: he's choosing a la carte. Mm.
1: Let let, let mm-hmm, Miles mm-hmm. have the Spider Verse series. Let him have the Spider Verse series.
0: Yeah,
3: I just want to say, man, y'all hear him giving um, giving Miles Riles his props when I mean, last time I was here, he was talking that shit.
1: Yeah, I was talking shit. I can talk shit about Miles again. As a matter of fact, since we're on talking shit, I'm getting fucking tired every fucking time. This is a bit... Peter Parker now with Miles. Why the fuck did his mask need to come off? In any form of fucking way. He can just easily roll it over his fucking nose. And he can fucking breathe. It's getting. Fu- it's like. Now all. Of Brooklyn. No Harlem. Knows who the fuck Miles is. Just like Peter. Oh we know Peter Parker spiderman But we're not going to tell him. It can just take yeah. one villain. One villain. To torture the motherfucker. Your secret's out.
0: Taste the right villain.
1: In this case, in the Spider-Man video game world, Dr. Octopus. But um, before I go down my laundry list of games to actually help me through the pandemic, let's start with you, Ray, because you're the one who brought up the topic.
3: <laughs> Um, Honestly, um, the game that I have play the most and mo- uh, most thoroughly is Last of Us Part Two. I know that's like a weird game to play during a pandemic. A game that takes place um, post-pandemic <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, the funny thing is though, like <laughs> um, it's ultra immersive because I live in Seattle and it takes place mostly in Seattle. So I'm going around touring the places that I've been and live at, like like in this um, post-apocalyptic world where um, the leaves and trees have overtaken it again. Um, so it's like pretty interesting going, like, oh, that's the Seattle Aquarium. I've been there before. Oh, that's Game Works where I used to play games at. Oh, this is Pike Street where we just like go there and drink and stuff like that. So it was like weird exploring these places that I've been at like several times, you know, as an adult going through it, ravaging, scavenging, killing, um, cordycephal affected people. Um, so it was, it was fun. It, it was, I, I just love consuming dark things.
1: Like I love,
3: even though like, you know, present day for most people is dark, but like me, uh, I love consuming dark things. I love feeling things. And The Last of Us 2 was that perfect game for me to feel something. You know, I, I just like constantly love enjoying um, consuming dark material, um, especially that game. That game is just like beautifully written so many different characters, so many people on different paths of life. Um, it's like, a lot of unexpected things happened, too, and it divided the community, and that also distracted me, too, like, looking at the um, Twitter and, like, um, you know, forums and stuff to see what everyone's saying, how their opinion on the game um, completely, um, you know, it's, like, completely um, split 50-50. You know, people loved it, people hate it, mm-hmm. people don't care, people didn't play because of the leaks. It was just, like, the, the drama that came with this game just completely distracted me from what's going on in the real world world. Yeah. Um, so I have that game to think for that and like the story is amazing. I um made sure to um to get the collector's edition for it and get the art book. Um so like the game like maybe I'm thinking about going around Seattle doing like a little project where I take screenshots of the game and walk around and like um master screenshot up with the actual um, location in Seattle. So, that would be fun to do. Definitely do. It. Um, that's like, that'd that's be a really
1: cool. cool. That's, a, that's a good photography um project you
3: should do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Um, I Also, you know, the PS5 came out during the pandemic. So, I've been playing that a lot. And, like you said, Desmond, um, Miles Morales came out, you know, uh, Spider-Man. And he dealt with, like, it, it dealt with a lot of social issues, you know, um, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. It, like, yeah. Um, especially with, like, the um, police brutality they addressed that in that game. And being, um, you know, being um, a Flotino, I'm not one, but, like, um, it showed my oldest experiences um, as one. And I saw a lot of people um, uplifted by that, you know, to see um, representation of people just like them in the game that has never been there before. And so, you know, my like represents like multiple kinds of people. And so it's nice to see like people on the end that come together and just celebrate the differences. Um yeah, that was a really fun game. Nice story. Um the twist at the end, towards the end. Um Desmond, you
0: beat it, right?
1: Yes. But I'm not gonna spoil yeah. it, it Christian play
3: it. Oh damn Christian, you have any plans of playing it?
0: I do, I do, but legit, it's my own fault for not playing it at this point. So it's like, <laughs> if you want to talk about it, it's on me. But
3: <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to spoil it because the listeners might be like anticipating on waiting to play on the PS5. I know if I had a choice to, I would just wait until I'm able to get my hands on the PS5 to play it. Yeah. Which I did, and oh my gosh, it was the greatest experience, especially with the haptic feedback of the controller. Nice. That game played so smoothly, and it was so beautiful. And the thing is, though, they needed to make it a whole-ass game. We need a whole-ass Miles Morales game. I know they're going to make a Spider-Man 2 where it's going to be both Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Like, cool, but I need more time with Miles Morales, please.
1: I think we're going to get uh, more time with Miles probably, like, at the first couple of— maybe the first few hours of Spider-Man 2. You probably get mm-hmm. you get probably get a lot more miles because I it has to be the control system. You have, they have to figure out a way where you switch between both miles and Peter. The controls feel smooth, even if you have the haptic have feedback. Miles' skill set is one hundred percent different from Peter's skill set.
3: Oh, vastly.
1: So, I think & Clank ripped apart. Will be a good example of how they approach Spider Man Two, because you're playing not only as Ratchet but you're playing as this um, other character who's probably 100 different from Ratchet. So it's mm. good, so it's probably a good example of like how they'll approach the Spider Man Two. So that's definitely definitely look out for if you yeah, have a PS Five, mm. because that would be if I was gonna get a PS Five, I would def, that would be the first Ratchet and Clank game Ratchet and Clank game I've ever played.
0: Aren't they making a new one? That's
3: the yeah, one that's about. what I think. Jesse are referring to.
0: Yeah, he is right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah,
1: That's so what I'm talking about. Like that would be the first Resident Clank game I would ever play if I got a, if I had a PS5 because I only watched gameplay sure. videos of the previous ones and they look fun. It's just like eh, just like I never had the will to ever want to play them. But well, um,
3: they make they made a remake for of the first one that's available on the PS5 for free. Yeah,
1: but so. I have a PS4. Yeah, whenever you get the PS5, it'll be
3: there waiting for you.
0: We'll find out when that is. <laughs>
1: yeah, because uh, I'm already dead set so on getting an Xbox first. I, I, yeah, I, I jumped cool. ship. I'm, I went from PlayStation to Xbox. Yeah.
3: Hey man, how <laughs> yeah, are you feeling?
1: But uh, the piggyback on your um, on the Last of Us Two um, before uh, we get to Christian and then back to me because we're all gonna. I know we all had different games, um, but um, Last of Us Two. As narratively, uh, I, have, I have said it before and not on Twitter because I do not want to be in the middle of a Twitter fucking argument. Narratively, I don't like Last of Us 2, but the social topic of letting go, PTSD and anger is what I like because I do. I am like Ellie in the instance of I have anger that at some, I just can't let go. Like the person is no longer on this earth. But I still have that, it, like, every time that like, somebody mentions that person's name, that twinge of fucking red comes back. And I'm like, I didn't get that motherfucker. That motherfucker caused harm on my family. But, yeah, they already gone, but I did not do the deed myself. No, I'm not trying to kill nobody, but, I'm, like, whipping the ass. That's Batman. I mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that far like Ellie, but I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> at one point in time, I was, but not that, not now. <laughs> I, I resolved that portion of it But um And then seeing Abby Who was trying to Who never properly grieve And then not dealing with being an adult In a proper way Like not t- talking about her feelings properly Doing what she did Not trying to spoil anything If you haven't, haven't played it but doing what she did Behind another person's back <sighs> that's, that's just that is Trash fam Trash but um, but also, is like the forgiveness part of it. And to connect that part of it, Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. People say the gameplay is boring, the story is interesting, or Jin is boring, but the gameplay and the story is fine. It's like, all in all, people are still talking about the game until now, especially the multiplayer. About-
3: I still need to beat that game. It right. has been,
1: it's right. been it's right. been
3: sitting on my um, <laughs> dashboard forever and have been
1: untouched. I would not so. spoil it. It is now we have we have. I'm not gonna see the female perspective in terms of Last of Us because everyone deals that type of anger, pain, and PTSD for Last of Us. But Ghost of Tsushima they approach it in a different way, especially when us men don't express our feelings. And when we finally do, it was like, it's too late.
0: Yeah. yeah, That theme kind of fucking hits home in that a little bit.
1: So that's what I love about Ghost of Tsushima is and even the actors who play the game show tell, talks about that as well. Like, like us men needs to talk about our feelings or it's going to be too late. Or when it gets to that point, and this is like, you're going to have these indifferent feelings because it was too late to talk about it. So, I like I like the fact that those two games, minus the controversy, the horrific controversial last of those two, that should have never fucking happened. It's just, yeah. it's just a fucking video game, these fucking mainly white dudes who have a problem with buffed-out women. Yep. Um, does that I mean just? And like, this Ellie won't do this. Did you create this character? Button? No, am I going on a rant? Am i going on a rant. It's too easy. Too yeah. easy to pick on people. Too easy. Yeah,
0: no, like I, I swear, if so, if we're if we're ranting, I'm a fucking rant about this too. This <laughs> is bullshit.
1: <laughs> go off. Because Laura Bailey should not be getting that hate, that baritall, because that makes no fucking sense. She is doing her job, and she did a damn good job doing it. And
3: Man, people
1: are so stupid. Fucking hey, And it's like, you didn't create, it's like Star Wars. You didn't create these fucking characters. You only create a narrative in your fucking head. You don't own this shit. You just own. That is not canon. You just own the property physically. You do not own the intellectual property. All right. So, Christian, <laughs> please save us.
0: Well, um it, it's funny, like as you guys started talking, I was really thinking about like what like I, I'm I'm thinking through the games that I played. And are we just tell me one qualifier. Are we saying only video games?
3: Um uh, we was most we were just saying video games, but if you feel compelled enough to mention something else.
0: Well no, video games like if the topic is video game, I do have an answer for that, but like to be honest, my first answer was D and D. Okay. But That's a game. (laughs) That's a a game. Just because of, like, honestly... I mean, I'm sure... (laughs) I'm sure that anybody who's been listening to the podcast and hears me talk about D&D at this point is pretty aware of, like, the fact that D&D weirdly became the thing that allowed me to put my creativity and energy into Mm -hmm. something during this pandemic. And it's kind of, like, a... It's kind of been, like, a really good saving grace in a certain way for at least like i don't know pent up energy like pent up mental energy i guess but if i'm thinking about a video game specifically i think the one that has like helped me through the pandemic the most has probably been echo vr on on my quest because it's a it's a it's a a vr game that basically if anybody's like read ender's game or or watched the movie it's basically oh my God. do, do you do book. you remember the um the war room
3: yeah not the war room the
0: the 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 training room like where they would fight in zero gravity
3: mm-hmm. yeah with the different teams and stuff like that
0: yeah yeah it's basically that in vr where it simulates a 0g environment like that and there's you know the the floating stations in the middle and you're just maneuvering yourself with like tossing yourself off of walls or like grabbing onto other teammates and flinging yourself off but mm-hmm. they turn but the game turns it instead of instead of it being like you have to shoot at people it's more like a team s- soccer mixed with football game where it's uh it's 3 on 3 teams or I'm sorry 4 on 4 teams and uh and it's like other people in their headsets. it's multiplayer, and you guys get on opposite teams and you're trying to score goals on each other like through like a frisbee kind of thing that's affected by zero- that's unaffected by gravity. Mm. point is, the game got me to actually physically move around a lot in my house, and it was a very nice escape in that way of like. You know, for while I'd be playing it, I could at least play with my cousin who also has a headset. And it's the weirdest feeling because at least for VR, like, you have this analog of another person. And when it's somebody that you know, like, in that case, it was my cousin. Like, I know him intimately, but I haven't seen him since the pandemic started. It's weird because, like, at least in my brain, it kind of switched to this moment of, like, I'm not playing a game. I'm just hanging out with my cousin like as if i was hanging out with him in person which was the weird like obviously it's not the same but that ability of like being able to like physically move towards him and him respond and like his avatar respond in the same way is something i didn't expect out of vr but something i really appreciated being able to do during this pandemic crap mm. it's a great game and it's free if anybody wants to check it out on any vr headset
3: I need to get the awkwardest crest. I want to play super hot.
0: Super hot is fun as hell. Super I would say super hot and that one. Super, pop, super hot. Super hot. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean yeah, that's that's uh that's my 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 two cents on that.
1: I have super hot on um on the PC. I just play it with the mouse and keyboard.
0: How is that playing with mouse and keyboard? I've only ever played it VR.
1: It's a little bit challenging because you have to be fucking precise and it's, it's the mouse and keyboard, and I played it on the with the controller. And that's even more. I have a better time playing it on the, with a controller than playing it with the mouse and keyboard.
0: Mm. Yeah, the the VR one. Like when I played it in VR, there's been times where I've gotten turned around and just like fallen. <laughs> but I think that was also like when I was first getting used to it.
1: If you want to see a funny one. Watch um, Nolan North and Troy Baker when they were still doing retro replay together. They played super uh-huh. hot together. That shit was
0: funny. Nice. I'll check that out.
1: <laughs> um, I think that was like two years ago.
0: Oh god. That and Beat Saber. For some reason, I'm like really into Beat Saber right now.
1: No, if I was, well, just, if I was to do a VR game, that would be the game I would play. Beat Saber. That looks fun.
0: Beat Saber is fun as fuck. You know what it is? I I play Beat Saber because I can't play Guitar Hero anymore.
1: <laughs> Why you can't play guitar
0: hero well i mean g- not the one that i liked which was the the world tour or guitar hero what was it the the, the one where they came out with the six button controller or not the six one but the, the 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 it was the controller that had three on top and three on bottom so you could quote unquote like split frets or whatever. I'm probably saying the wrong term. But point is, like, there was... It, instead of five buttons, it was six, and it was three stacked on on each other.
2: Hmm.
0: And it was... Uh, what was it? It was Guitar Hero Live. That's what it was, because they had, like... It was a 24-hour server that just constantly played music, and every hour it would cycle through different music themes... And you could literally just be on for hours at a time and just play different songs and watch the music videos as you're playing the songs.
1: You know what game I wish I was playing during this pandemic right now, but I don't have none of the peripherals for it or the game itself? Rock Band.
0: Dude, Rock Band was fun. I miss Rock Band.
1: Because, you know, they're still currently uploading new new songs from artists onto Rock Band. They are? Yeah. What the fuck?
0: Okay, that means I need to get another drum set and another guitar. Damn it.
1: Cuz I was test myself to see if I could sing and play the bass at the same time.
0: I need to I need to mod my headset so that way so that way I could put like custom songs and stuff from Beat Saber. Cuz you can you can add theoretically like any song to Beat Saber like that. But you got to sideload it.
1: Um, let's keep this train going. The next game I've been playing. This is no, well I'm gonna go to an unconventional one because that I play this in the middle of the summer. Control before Ooh. the Ultimate Edition, which pissed mm. me off because the Ultimate Edition super ass easy mode. You you can go through the game without getting. They have a they have this fucking mod where you can go through the game without getting killed, but it won't affect your trophies. One shot kills these assholes. You want to wait a full whole ass year later to put all this in, and I had to go. Yes, I can say I went through the game with without the assistance. It was hard, frustrating. Did I get the cathartic moment of like I passed? No, it pissed me off because the final level was unnecessary long. Why? Doesn't need to be that fucking long to fight a boss.
2: <laughs> I hate
1: when games do that. It's Final Fantasy 7 is right up there in this next. Like, what the fuck? Like, I literally get to the edge of the map. It gets longer. You gotta keep running. It says, keep running. What?
0: <laughs>
1: Let him in, motherfucker. Let him in. I'm pretty sure Jesse wants it the end. Fun game, though. All those powers. Um, I think one of the first, besides Tomb Raider, this is the, it's very shocking. Besides Tomb Raider, this is the second game I ever played with a female protagonist. Only? Only.
0: You, you ever played Last
1: of Us Part Two? Wait, no?
0: You didn't play Horizon Zero Dawn?
1: I would never play Horizon Zero Dawn, because I do not like that gaming company. You ever um, played Metro Prime? No, I've never played Metroid since 19th. Alright, well, here we go. We're gonna do this by my age. I haven't played Metroid since nineteen eighty
3: nine. Hey, that wasn't your only you, um pro title,
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm gonna, like I'm trying I, to let think let like me, Let me, let me, paraphr- let me you hold, said... on, hold on pause. Let me paraphrase it. Modern games. So Tomb Raider. Now Control. Did you play Assassin's Creed Syndicate? No. I haven't played Assassin's Creed since brotherhood
0: Okay. Hmm. Not there's got to be others for sure, man. Wait, there's no, got to be
1: Heavenly Sword at the start of the PS4. No, PS3.
0: There you go, Heavenly Sword. You didn't you didn't play Life is Strange, right?
1: No. Um,
0: damn. Tell
1: me Now, why, now this is becoming
0: there's... a test of how many how many video games can we name that have female leads. What
1: about Tell Me Why? Does that count? You have a trans brother, and then you
0: have the um, the sister. I, wait, I, I'm not sure what game you're talking about.
1: Tell, you, have, you haven't played or heard of Tell Me Why? It's the same company that made because my Because Shows.
3: it's, Xbox, on, because it's Xbox only. Uh, uh, I have a,
0: it? I have an Xbox, but tell me why. I'm, like, not remembering it. Hold on.
1: Really? It's a, it's oh, a-
0: I saw the promotion for this. I just didn't play it.
1: I played it. It's. I, I played the first episode. It's really... It's giving me. I, I have I want, I yeah, I,
0: I wanted to play this actually.
1: I haven't really um, checked online with people um, how they felt about the representation of a trans character in a game. Because this is like one of the first times playing a game where this is an actual trans person and you seem like their personal life, what they were going through before the game was. Oh,
0: did you did you play Heavy Rain?
1: Yes, but that's a, 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 like that's a, that's the a ensemble. That's the ensemble game we're talking about. Main prote- protect, protect like only
0: finish. protagonist
1: from start to finish.
0: God, ah, not, hold a, on. not a not a not, totally not
1: an ensemble. Not an ensemble. Not ensemble. I know the I know the loopholes you're doing here. I know the loopholes. Oh, I I played Buffy the Vampire Slayer currently recently. Oh, there you go. But. Then remember that's also circumvent the time about Josh Whedon, so I pretty much get put that money put money in his fucking pocket, like how we put money in JK Rowley's pocket with our transphobic ass. Yeah. Anyhow
0: It's like when I heard that I was like, Cool, I've never been that into Harry Potter anyways.
1: But um this actually damn, thank you for this topic, Rick. I've been mainly playing games. Where narratively minus Ghostbusters, because I also replay that during the pandemic, that's more for the nostalgic kick. Control, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Two, Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, in some form of way, are dealing with grief, letting go, anger, pain. Like, holy and, and I guess, subconsciously, me getting playing these games without realizing it until I, after the fact. Like, right now, that fucking realization of me having, especially to tell me why when I was talking about it. They're dealing with... They had an abusive mother, especially a mother. And it's also piggies back to Last of Us 2 where the mother did not want her son... Well, I'm calling him a him because that's who he identified as. And the actor is also on Star Trek Discovery... To which I can't watch because of a fucking paywall, but I digress. Mm. Um, seeing and i and it's great seeing these non-binary trans characters in video games, where you see and, and yes, they're in the horrific situations, especially Last of Us Two, and the more grieving, anger portions of for tell me why. And I haven't realized it. My mind, my, my subconscious is pulling me to these fuck to those fucking games. Yeah. Because I also went back to Dragon Age um, Inquisition. Well, Dragon Age, basically. And, holy fuck. Because I just finished Inquisition not too long ago. And that ended the game, like, I know people are complaining about Bioware. And they're valid because they're now sus now because they're still part of EA and everything that's coming out about Casey Hudson. Not negatively, but more how he steers the ship. No, I'm just, let's get that out there. There's no verbal or physical abuse, just more like his managerial skills and how he directs games because now yeah. anything he does at any other company is now a suspect. But, um... It's just the approach to Inquisition. I like the fact that we're now playing these old games. Well, I hate to say old games, but these old, ga- older games now and during the pandemic because in a way, we're all dealing with something and maybe subconsciously we're picking these games because maybe something about the main character or, or the overarching story is correlating to what we think thinking about mentally, but we're not knowing about it until after the fact. Mm. Like Hellblade Cessna. Because I know you was talking about that a lot, Christian. Mm-hmm. Um The
0: Hellblade is, yeah, for sure.
1: The mental health is the whole part of that game. So, holy shit. Are you getting deep? I don't want to get too deep. Start about Ain't nothing mind.
0: wrong with deep, man.
1: I don't want to start talking about my feelings now.
3: Uh-oh, have you learned nothing from Ghost of Tsingras?
1: Nah, I have learned. If you want to hear me talk about my feelings, watch, listen to Nerds Against the World where a group, it took a group of women to tell me to talk about my feelings. And I talk about my feelings. Check that out.
3: As a man right now, I'm telling you to talk about your feelings.
1: Well, I'm just going to say this. Being emotionally compromised and playing these games, especially the ones I listen help. and looking back and replaying Cyberpunk twice, I don't think is very um, approachable in terms of um, people who do identify as non binary and especially the ads in that game is just trash. Cause you can just if you really look at the ads, they're really mocking trans people.
2: Mm. So
1: that's like it's not really that's not really indicative of being inclusive. And then how they treat black and Latin characters in Cyberpunk is just trash. Yeah. But
3: how they treat black characters in every game is trash.
1: Here's why I in like. Games. Here's why I like Watch Dogs too because I'm like. Piggyback to that topic. It's it speaks to me because I'm like, I want to. I, I I'm not like Marcus. I'm not a hacker. I can't really like. If I was, I will be fucking shit up. Trust me. Oh, you could <laughs> oh, you could be
3: helping shit out.
1: Yeah, but. I'm the type of person, if I had Dr. Manhattan's powers, I'll be the last person who needs those powers because I will go mad with power. I, I, I will literally be the, you live long enough to see yourself as the villain. Yeah. All right, I will be that person. I don't care. As long as I know people of color don't have to deal with this shit no more. That is the end game. If I ha if I had those hacking powers,
3: like, I would do so much shit. But, yeah. but um I talked enough. <laughs> Man, what you said reminded me of um when you went out in Bioware it reminds me that they're releasing re releasing Mass Effect. Yes. And that's a little bit upsetting that they're just like, um Pouring it, updating the graphics a bit um, with the resolution, like I need a full-on remake, man. Those games been out since like the Xbox 360. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely gonna need. I don't need something to like improve, like just re, just like um, revamping the graphics. No, that's not enough, man. I need, I need, I need y'all to do a remake for that game for me to go back and play all three of those games because Mass Effect was known for its graphics back then. So, going back to it now, when it's outdated, Oof, it's not going to be pretty at all.
0: Oof. Yeah, it's, I, I definitely couldn't... I definitely had rose-colored glasses of what those graphics looked like until I started playing it again last month.
3: Oh, you started playing it again?
0: Oh, I started yeah. to, and then they announced the, the remake, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to wait for the remake. You know what, the, the, the
1: utter disrespect from the book... The utter disrespect, I'm not having it, up. I'm not having it I've replayed Mass Effect One, and it took me close to two weeks to finish it instead of like a month. Uh, like, a, well, we're in a pandemic, all right. Normally, it takes longer to pass the games when you got shit to do. Um, graphically, okay, I do agree. It should be a remake, but we all know EA is not going to give the money to Valueware to remake remake the trilogy. Because right. I know at the end of the day, everybody's going to expect the third game story to change. And that's probably the whole point and reason why they're not remaking it and they're just remastering it. The expectation of them remaking that, um, that ending. And then all the articles that came out about how, the, how it was originally supposed to end, how it was supposed to be Shepard and the party in the final fight. Not Shepard by himself. It's supposed to, like, um, the Lucid Man was supposed to have the same thing happen to him like it was to Saren in Mass Effect 1. But they took that out because they didn't want to be too nostalgic. Um, Your choices mattering at the end of the game, knowing that we look like the choices didn't really matter. And I know it seems like I'm giving more negatives than positives. There is a whole lot of positives in Mass Effect because we're still talking about Mass Effect till this day. And the, to this day. And, to this day. And the remaster is just helping A even more, keeping in the conversation. Yes, we, so Bioware is now sus. Anything they do is like, all right, looks good. We have to wait until it's actually good when it comes out. Now it's like, normally it's just like, everyone's hyped. Let's go. But now it's, all right, we'll wait till it comes out. If we like it, we like it. We'll tweet about it. If it's not, we'll. Obviously, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. The world would know the game is trash. Um, so, I'm now, because of fan reaction, and this is why I don't engage in gaming communities anymore like I used to. It literally took the... Like, now, when I saw the Mass Effect 4 trailer... Well, in this case, in my head, canon, is 5. But, nah. um, I'm like... Now I'm like everyone else. Normally, if we was talking two years ago, I would have been hyped as fuck seeing uh, older Liara, and then whoever these people in the back with her. Now, like, eh. but that didn't happen to me when I was playing Dragon when I saw the Dragon Age trailer And everyone was like, "Smells like cohesive." So it's Dragon Age. It follows. I hit the mic. Sorry. It follows a linear path until we get the Inquisition where that shit just kicks off with fucking Solus and he's bring, he's going to bring forth the end of the fucking world. So that's what I'm more hyped for, for Bioware. <laughs> I have more Dragon Age comics than I do Mass Effect. So that tells me... But that,
3: that
1: tells y'all where my allegiance lie in terms of Bioware.
3: But can we rely on them to release the product? And like an in a finished faction, and like a complete package.
1: Thing. And we never normally have never have distrust until what they did with Andromeda. But I think every gaming company has now. Not only Bioware has learned their lesson, but because of Anthem and Andromeda, that's two. They fuck up with um, Dragon Age Four. That's on them. But everything that happened with um, CD Projekt Red. You see every gaming company no longer giving release dates for their games. They're telling you they're pushing their games back until further notice. Don't expect the date now. Um, Overwatch 2 has not given a date. I know they just showed something. I think They showed how Tracer looks now for Overwatch 2. Oh. But they're not telling you when the game's coming out. They're just telling you, right. the game's coming out, but we're telling you, you just have to wait no longer. I think every gaming company learned their lesson. It was like, all right, we need to quit giving these release dates.
0: Yeah, like quit giving release dates, tease the game, don't tell us when it's coming out, and then let us know like two months before it's going to come out.
1: Mm -hmm. And so that's why we got so many teasers from Bioware. That's why you got that teaser, but also you saw the company from Ubisoft or... Talking about uh, Assassin, not Assassin's Creed. Um, Prince of Persia. Even though that got pushed is more on the developmental side, they want more time. That's good. Get more time. Don't like take your time. I want to go back to playing Prince of Persia. Hopefully I get a sequel. Tony Hawk, that took its time when it came out, when that remake came out. Now they're fucking absorbed into fucking uh, Blizzard, so now I look like I want to get into Tony Hawk. Well... I am mean, here in Rumblings, we may get 3 and 4. I'm hearing Rumblings, they just need to focus on Overwatch 2. So, which means I will have to get a fucking PS5 if Tony Hawk 3 and 4 does come out.
0: Yeah, that would... I mean, if we ever end up getting it, I would say that's a safe bet regardless.
1: But, hey, it'll be packaged for Tony Hawk on Remake 1 and 2. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. I do agree with you, Ray. It's just... I'm...
3: It's, it's very unfortunate because like Bioware has brought me some of my favorite games you know they got me like um, Star Wars the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic yeah. 1 and 2, yep. those were amazing games, um, Jada Empire that was an amazing game yeah. um, you know the Dragon Age Dragon Age 1, 2, Inquisition, that's like 1, 2 and 3 and just like seeing them like um, fall from grace is just, like kinda so like, horrible
0: And like peter you out know? weirdly
1: but I'm gonna defend andromeda though. Gameplay-wise, yes, I do agree. It's not, it's not that great, and and people have not noticed in the legendary edition. Majority of the mechanics is transferring over into the legendary edition, especially the, the UI, um, the covering system, and how to do boss battles has changed. And that's been ported from Andromeda into uh, Dragon Age 4, I mean, not Dragon Age 4, into the Legendary Edition of Mass Effect, which means they took their damn time, which is like, you couldn't do that for Andromeda, but you're doing it for the Legendary Edition. They took their time, learned the software that they used for Andromeda to incorporate it into the Legendary Edition, which is kind of peasy in terms of gameplay, but narratively, it's tying back to the pandemic. I like the fact you that know. We, you play in a fish out of water character and yes there's only technically one race in Andromeda it would be cool to have multiple races um, alien species in that game um, but the seeing the degradation of humans and how that reflects to us as well like you have this one character who was supposed to be the security chief on the fucking um, Andromeda ship. And then all of a sudden, she's a warlord. Like, you see, man, and, and I hate the fact that you need to read, read a fucking novel to see that degradation of her character. Mm. That also ties back to Star Wars. I would not bitch about Star Wars. I would not
3: bitch
0: about Star Wars.
1: You
3: know what this pandemic has taught me?
1: What?
3: For the most part? Is that, like, you cannot... You know, you cannot, like, place your full faith in gaming copy mm. anymore. Or game developers. Certain game developers, you can't put your faith in anymore. Like, I, I thought, like, CD Projekt Red's gonna be, like, the best. Always put out quality stuff. I thought BioWare's gonna always put quality stuff. The only group of people that have not let me down, and I hope that they never will, is Naughty Dog. And
1: Insomniac. Insomniac, oh. Sucker Punch, and Naughty Dog. Those three have been consistent.
0: Oh, God. Knock on wood, please.
1: They have been consistent. Um, Insomniac. Now, Naughty Dog, uh, I get what they want to do narratively with their games, but they need to do what Insomniac... They don't need to really do it because they're, doing, they're, they're fine, but... I would love for them to do what the Sunday is doing. Use your iconic character. Like I want I want Jack and Dexter back. Let's get That would be awesome. That have, would
0: be really awesome.
1: Let's get a Jack Four. I'm pretty sure Neil Drucken has a good story for a Jack Four. Use the fucking material that you have. Yes, they're gonna look more cartoony than any of your other games, but you can make Jack a worth a worthy character to play. Especially how he's good at no joking, is at writing, he and directing. He can do it with Jack. Jack can be the serious character. Daxter can once again be the comedic um, the comedic foil.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I want out of Naughty Dog. I don't want another Last of Us. See how long it took from Last of Us one and two to come out. Keep that shit going. We don't don't bring in another Last of Us game for like another three to four years. Hell, five years.
3: Oh, this
0: reminds me, how do y'all feel about the casting of The Last of Us TV show on HBO? I'm I'm kind of excited by it in a way. Like I I I think they made good ch- casting choices. I just really want to see it.
1: I need to wait. I'm more of a wait and see. I've now become the more wait and see. Because I've noticed a lot more people who's like, "We know races you're making the fact that you a Chilean actor, Pedro Pascal, is playing Joe. And he's like, Joe needs to be white. Joe can be played by anybody. He's just a fucking composite character for a fucking video game who's going to die in fucking yeah. way.
0: I care more about can the actor portray the the importance of the emotion that the story requires?
3: Yeah. Like, like is his whiteness pivotal to the character?
1: It's not. It's, it's not. It's how he approaches to taking care of Ellie. You know, in Fuller, he does not want to take care of her until a specific point in the game. If you haven't played Last of Us One, what, what the fuck are you doing?
3: Not, let me level with y'all real quick. I was hoping that they weren't gonna go where Joel and Ellie. The okay. Last of Us world is so expensive. This fungus This you don't know what's going on over in. Um, Japan. What's going over in Germany? Like how they dealing with it or how they living. We only That'd see cool what's too. happening in America and like what's ha- going on with Joe and Ellie. There's other parts of the world. There's other parts of the U.S. that we could be like exploring and seeing like different things. It could be like a an anthology, for all I know. Like we could like see like this group of people how they living, or the next episode you could be with these group of people and see how they doing. I think that would have been like so much better. And so giving you so much more opportunity for creativity of so being stuck on this rails of, you know, what's going to happen with Joe and Ellie, you know, where their story is going. So it's, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I'm excited for it,
3: but I'm disappointed that they didn't go the route that I was hoping it was going
0: to. It,
1: they don't sound so much like the walking dead.
0: Mm. it's different enough to where I think they could very much do a, a separate story without resembling The Walking Dead either
1: way because it, it, yeah. The Walking Dead now got to the point where we're now in different places in The Walking Dead world where you see seen the perspe- different perspectives than just the main hub if you do that for The Last of Us it is like The Walking Dead except for you just switching out zombies for um
3: in fact the core um the funniest, yeah, but like nice. the thing is though, with the anthology, like the last, the Walking Dead thing is just like you stick with these characters the whole time. Like how it is right now, I feel like that's more akin to Walking Dead mm-hmm. than um the anthology because the anthology allows you to learn about different people, go to different places in the world. I don't know if y'all ever read the um world War Z book. Yeah, um, yeah, that I, was good. And
1: I even met the I'm the writer.
3: So. Oh, that's amazing. Well, like, so, like, that book takes place in, like, different parts of the world, different people. There's guys going around interviewing people, talking about, like, oh, what happened here? How did y'all deal with this? So, like, and you get to, like, live their story and see what happened. I want to live through other people's stories because I already lived in jo- Joe and Ellie, So I know how that plays out. That'd be nice to see it in live action, but I already know how the story ends. So, get, give, give, Give the give the world a chance to expand. I would love to see it expand. I know they're gonna do it in some ways to the T V show that you can't do it in a video game. Which I'm looking forward to, you know, nonetheless. But still I think it would have been much more um fruitful if they did it that way. But hey, what do I know?
0: Hmm. I, see, I, I see what you're saying on that. Like it's it's yeah, like when you bring up the World War Z book, it's like What's more interesting in a show format? The 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 representation of a character or characters that we've already seen before or the possible narratives that you can have now that you've set up this backdrop, this world piece.
3: Yes. Yes. We need to see how other people do it. Like one day we could be like in the Firefly camp. That's like on their last five people the other two people got take, taken out by um scavengers and stuff like that and they're down to the last ammo and they don't know how to fight their way out like that'd be a dope episode or you could yeah. be like where are these two people travel across the country and they run into this little girl that needs help that ends up leading them to a the trap you know you just like so many things that could be happening and that would have been so amazing to Expand on the world and like, just like in the Last of Us Part Two, where you see the Rattlers for a little bit, maybe you get to learn more about the Rattlers and see what they're up to. So.
0: Yeah, that would be very cool. I think, damn, it's like I'm. I'm trying to think when is the last show? I that man, I really, really wish they had done World War Z as like a as a like short series instead of a movie.
3: <laughs> that would have been amazing like it was a good movie but it has nothing to do with the book like, <laughs> it's nothing similar
0: oh, literally nothing to do with the book the only thing in common is the name yeah like even down to the fact that they went with fast zombies instead of slow zombies
3: have you watched the girl with all the gifts
0: no I haven't
3: Watch that tonight that's like the closest thing to the last of us before the Last of Us show comes out, isn't you should that watch that. One and it's uh, pretty good. Isn't that the one with uh, Martin Freeman? Um, no, the one with Martin Freeman is um, I forget what it's called, but it's like the one where he has the baby and he bed and trying to go across the crust somewhere to get the baby to safety. No, that's completely different. But that's a good one too. But no, the <laughs> one I'm talking about is um, shoot, I I forgot what I was even talking about, but. Um, yeah watch watch whatever we're just talking about my short term memory is horrible
1: <laughs> your recall is horrible uh, ah yeah. we used to usually sh- have you watched the movie trivia showdown no you should watch the movie trivia showdown. it's really good it's like wwe aew makes with usc but it's all um movie trivia so the mm-hmm. theatrics of the of wrestling with um the knowledge of movie trivia.
2: Mm, I think you'll like Okay. You'll,
1: you'll sit there and be like okay. I know when they when they, when they list them, the movie, you be like, I know that movie You're gonna yell yeah. at the character person like, How <laughs> do you not fucking know that? Like, here's a good one. From this is from this is an actual question. What was the Green Goblin's final thing? What was the Green Goblin's final word? To Peter before he dies.
0: Don't tell Harry.
1: Correct. The person
3: who was competing. No, no, he, he no, is, he said my waves are on, on three sixty right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in the middle, of, in the middle of the championship, the guy accidentally blurted out, "Don't tell Peter." And when he oh. and, he, and then the the host was like, "Are you sure? Is that your final answer?" He's like, "Yeah, don't tell Peter." As soon as he said that, he realized, oh, fuck! And you're with The other guy. I was like, dude, I have not seen the Raimi movies in a minute. Even I remember it's Don't Tell Harry. Like, for some fucking reason, I can remember, have you ever danced with the devil under the Peloton Light? I remember that shit by heart, because I've been watching Batman 89 on hit all the time. And listening to the soundtrack.
0: Damn, now that you mention it, I can't remember the last time I saw the first hit, uh, Raimi's Spider-Man. Well, it's been a good minute, for sure.
1: Well, he's directing Doctor Strange, and Danny Elfman's coming back to score the movie. Hey. Michael G. Aquino is not, um, scoring it, which is, I'm kind of, I'm kind of mad, because I like G. Aquino. But he's still scored. Giaquino's still scoring Spider Man, so that's fine. But still. Kino's I mean, better than Elfman, I'm just saying. The only Elfman we know Elfman for is uh, Spider Man and Batman. But, I mean, it is what it is.
0: Um, Elfman's done a lot more than that, I'm pretty sure.
1: I know, but for, for me. For me. For me. Oh, okay. For me.
0: You're like the things I care about.
1: Yes. I care about. <laughs> uh, one game I know is going to be controversial. I only played up until a certain point. I have not finished Red Dead Redemption 2.
3: I haven't okay. either. Okay, it's nice to join you on this podcast. I'm out. <laughs> Y'all take care. <laughs>
1: I have
0: not, and I, I have no will to go back to it. I I, blame- I need to go back and finish it, because it was compelling and great. I just, for some reason, I never finished it.
3: Okay, honestly, I do not blame y'all for not finishing that game, because that game was long, drawn out, and it felt like a chore. Yeah. And that was the reason why I was determined to beat it, because I knew I would never go back to it. Because that game was not fun but it was compelling in the story and the characters so i want to see how they played out and i was so invested in it because i played red dead redemption one and i knew how that played out and that was the that's what was like the, kind of like a um yeah it's the it's, it, it takes place afterwards after um, red dead redemption 2. so i want to learn like where these characters came from what was Dutch's intentions? What right? is Arthur's plan in this? And like, what John Marshall was back in his art long days, and like how he was set up to raise a family. So yeah, that like that uh, that propelled me forward to complete the story of the game.
1: And I've played Red Dead Redemption One. That was one of the also one of the other games I played during this pandemic that I actually liked. Um, but seeing the game, watching um, the gameplay, um, trailer, a movie. On YouTube, I gamers play it. That ending for Arthur, I mean, for, um, not Arthur, um, John, John Marston. Yeah, for John, him going, like, I'm getting Arthur's revenge. I'm going up here, I'm killing Micah. Let's get this shit over with. He had him and, um, uh, Charles and then, um, what's her name? Um,
0: fuck yeah, what's her face? I forgot
1: her, I forgot her name, but, um, I was like that is that uh that looks cool. I would rather play that than that long drawn out shit throughout Red Dead 2, but also another thing I just realized and you was talking about it and it, I was trying to remember it. You you talked about Last of Us 2 and going through Seattle. So far the only game that gave a pseudo proper representation of how LA is in terms of no, not the story, the map. Can
0: I guess? Can I guess? Watch Dogs 2. Were you going to say LA Noir?
1: That, but that's in the 1930s.
0: It's still extremely accurate.
1: Yes. Two of them. Watch Dogs 2 gives me San Francisco. Well, Watch Dogs 2 gets an asterisk because I never was able to go to San Francisco, which I always wanted to. Um, I almost, two times almost went to San Francisco. One, for a job interview for IGN. But I never went. Because of the family you know, emergency. Which also bad. went out the window. Me working for IGN went out the window. Second time. My grandmother went on for vacation. And she asked me to go. Couldn't. Because. Once again. Responsibilities. So I've been wanting to go to San Francisco. And playing Watch Dogs too, And replaying it. Gives me that, that feeling like going around, seeing the landmarks and learning that, oh, the game is geographically similar to the, the actual San Francisco. So I was like, one day I will go to San Francisco, Sausalito, Oakland, and immerse myself in that world. But Christian got one right, L.A. Noir. Um, seen 1939, L.A. I love that era, um, especially... When you see black and Latin um, culture in that era, we, we we was flossing with those suits and the music. fuck that shit, we was flossing. I want to go back in time, because I know I would look fucking sick in a in a, in a cool ass suit with some Chucks and some Ray Bans back in the 1930s. I'd be like, what's up, Daddy O? <laughs> Looking like a beatnik with my beard and shit. But anyway. Um, the second one, though, is actually, which is weird for some. Actually, let's go ahead and just hand Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and Grand Theft Auto 5. Even though San Andreas came out in 2003 and 5 came out, fuck, four or five years ago, by this point, they have shown different representations of how Los Angeles and downtown LA and Beverly Hills look. Which is like I could if we was like if I was driving or if me and Christian was driving, we took y'all on a tour of LA. Like we pull up the game, we could definitely pull up like oh, they got this. Oh, they got the Watts Towers on hit. Oh, they got the Port of LA on hit. They got um San Pedro or Pico Rivera on hit. Especially like there's one section though that the game is different. The racetrack and casino. It's actually in Inglewood. Um, while it's in San um in this game it's like closer in the city of lake. It's not that far. But geographically map wise, it's more closer to me than being fun out. Now if you're thinking about Santa Anita, Santa Anita, that's a little bit further out. But that only has a racetrack. Um no. that's me being nipping. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um seeing the prop, my pra- the Projects that I grew up in in both fucking versions of the game, it's like holy fucking and you know, Tyler the creator is in the game. You have to literally walk down the street and he'll he'll yell at you, and then I end up walking. He's a
3: random pedestrian, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I, I love how everyone's like doing, you know, when like um, Franklin's talking to his friend, I forget, um, and GTA 5, I forgot what's his friend's name. But like how he's like roasting him, talking yeah. about like how he's broke and how that girl won't get with him with his ass haircut. I just love how like everyone's like um, editing it and putting their favorite video game characters in it, Yeah. and, and people in it just just have them roast Franklin.
1: And I know oh where that ha- and I know where the house is at. in South Central. That house is a proper representation of the house I've seen and gone by before. It's South Central.
2: people
1: people calling it South LA no it's South Central motherfuckers anyone Hmm. any tourist outside of California when you come to Los Angeles and you see a sign that says South LA no it's South Central the fucking city Garcetti want to clean it up so they can gentrify it no it's South Central if you say South LA I'm not going to hurt you maybe the people in the vicinity will hurt you not me And I'm not even going to save you. I'm going to run. I'm just saying, full warning. Full warning when you come to L.A. Mm.
2: They
1: will (laughs) will turn on you real quick. Like, I got warnings before I come to Harlem and Brooklyn because I have been invited. So I know to act like an L.A. I'm not dropping the N-bomb on this podcast. I'm try. I almost did. (laughs) I almost did. I had to pause myself for a second i could hear it
0: i could hear it building
1: (laughs) (laughs) i was like i'm gonna act like myself but it toned down myself when i eventually be able to go to new york but the hood will come out if someone call say something i don't want to hear but i'm just telling people outside of california be careful there's some salty people who's being pushed out their homes like recently, USC buying up all these apartment buildings and kicking people out their homes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just saying, don't be that person who thinks they know L.A. But you really don't know L.A. because we know L.A. And I've seen it happen. <laughs> and I called the police after the fact because I'm like I'll just let it play out. Then I'll call the cops afterwards. I shit you not. <laughs> I've waited until after the fact. I wanted to live. It's called preservation. Growing up. Um, But yeah. Now, this will be the last thing before we go. Because I know Christian has a heart out. This is my question in terms of playing video games um, during the pandemic. Okay. What is one game, and we're talking about narratively, that's going to get to you? but you haven't really played through it. What is that one one game?
0: One game that would narratively hit you that we haven't played yet.
1: Yep.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. What game narratively would hit me right now? Damn. I'm like, (laughs) I'm kind of coming up empty at the moment. What about you, Desmond? That's a that's some deep shit, huh? Yeah. I I would say Hellblade.
1: I would not play it or um, God of War. oh,
0: but you wouldn't play it though. Wouldn't. Oh, something you wouldn't play right now because of that. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm the opposite on that. I want to play Hellblade, but, but but yeah, no, I get I get what you mean now. Okay. Cause, um,
1: like, all these games dealing with grief or getting over something like going back to last of us one and two like i would never replay those games i can't see how people replay those games the story is like it, it really gets to me like the one i will broach replaying goes to Tsushima. but even and it
0: be a replay or does it have to be, well like you said something that we haven't played before though yeah, right
1: I haven't, I haven't played before so that's what it, it can be something played before but now you're in a different mindset than you was before
0: him. Hmm, that's a good one. That's a, I don't know, man. Like, I get emotional with certain video games, but there's been, there hasn't been too much where it's like I can't return to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm one of those people that like, I'm, I'm like, I like watching movies and stuff that make me sad when I'm in the mood for it. So I wouldn't mind playing a game like that. But, huh. That's it. That's I'll be honest. I, I I don't know the immediate answer for that, man.
1: I don't have
3: an answer for that. Because the more emotional, the more challenging the game is, the more story-driven, narrative-driven, um, if it's like connected emotionally, the more I want to play it. Yeah. So there's no games I would refuse to... Um, play because of that. Uh, I want... Those are the games I go out to seek. Like, um, that's the, the whole
0: reason I play D&D. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I want to be connected to these characters. I want to feel when they get hurt. I want to feel, like, the vengeance that is feeling. I want to... You know, I, I just want to be lost in the person and um, grieve with them, probably. So, like, I, I, I don't shy away from any of those games. Um, I know right now, since this pandemic is really tough for a lot of people Mm for me but for me it's like something I open myself up to
1: I fucks with that but it's just um, just going through thinking about while we were while we were talking me multitasking thinking and talking at the same time and just thinking about those games we talked about so far all of them the more Mm -hmm. more narrative heavy social topic was like Last of Us more Last of Us 2 and everything to unpackage, and just in terms of the characters, um, like I don't want to see no one, and we seen that already in real life. Because basically, I don't want to see what we're seeing already in real life in gaming. Like mm. I, I hate seeing someone who's coming out as trans and they get physically abused or their family disowns them because they want to be who they, who they know who they are. This is a person who knows who they feel, who they are, and and just the whole world just fucks them up. I hate seeing that. I don't want to ever see that. Um, same goes for people Who come who come out as gay Or just like Non-binary You you see that shit And you see it in the game And it's like The anger Is coming out of me Like I wanna be Logan Like this You know what Get back I'm about the berserker rage On this motherfucker I hope you say goodbye Cause I'm gonna kill him Alright Like that time, Like I wanna be Logan In the situation Where I wanna protect the person And then you can't Got be, you. And you see this In the game just like <clears throat> I'm like you motherfuckers, you made me feel this way. You I hate you. I hate you. And that's why I want to play Hellblade. Hellblade because it all stems to mental illness.
0: Yeah, so dude. I I want to replay Hellblade in VR because <laughs> they 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 have it in VR and supposedly even though they say like like it's the same game. Supposedly, it's a deeper experience because of that, so I, I really want to try to like replay it in that in that version of it.
1: And that's why I play games with some levity. So that's why I play Inquisition or Ghostbusters. In this in this case, whereas and then they also get sad because Harold Ramis is no longer with us. Right. Um, so it's still you have that levity and the Ghostbusters are back, but then it's like um, when you play us the game. That realization sets in, and it says it right there in love and memory of Harold Raymond. It's like, God damn it!
0: Like, why you gotta come in with that like sneak attack right at the end there?
1: Like, fucking hey, shit, I was think- forgetting about that until you brought it up, assholes. Um, but yeah, and then I, I say, if you're a new gamer, this is how we're gonna. End. If you're a new gamer just get into gaming, don't listen to the overall community, because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, don't listen to us. Just play what you want to play, because video games is for everyone, and it's not just for singular people.
3: Yeah, I was I was talking to someone um, earlier um, on the dating app and stuff like that, and she was like, I'm so bad at games. I don't, I don't know. There's no game for me, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. And, like, the first thing people think about every time you talk about, like, oh let's play uh let's play a game or like oh that i tell them that i'm interested in video games the first thing they say is like i'm bad at video games because they always picture first-person shooters or like shooting games or something like that i'm like like, twitch streamers in general now yeah yeah i I was like games have evolved to the point where there's something for everyone you just have to know where to look for it and what do you want
1: that's why i'm
3: like i i'm sorry like i like i'm like i got a game right here to play that that I'm sure you would love that you would play. Like, I have Life is Strange right here. It doesn't take you for um, great hand-eye Coronation. Yeah. Just sit back, enjoy the story, make selections, yeah. and, like, you know, see how the narrative plays out.
1: Yeah. Like, um, for me, if someone is, like, I have a friend, she was telling me, like, what game, she has a Nintendo Switch. She got a Switch. She doesn't know what to play. I was like, even though I have not played it yet, but knowing everyone, and especially another friend who doesn't play video games, that other friend ha- is having fun playing Breath of the Wild. I told her, I was like, "Get Breath of the Wild. You will, you will enjoy it." He was like if you love Miyazaki games, you go. If you love, if you love Miyazaki, you want something that's similar to Miyazaki, but it's not really Miyazaki. I was like Breath of the Wild. I was like, "Yep." If, I was like, "If it's too challenging for you." you have um animal crossing that's a good gateway into gaming animal crossing
0: is one of those gateways that can easily also be an addiction
1: yeah um i just tell people if you're a new gamer do not play smash brothers or mario party with family that will turn you into a real gamer and you will fight your family on the real you will fight your family or your significant (laughs) other or your friends
0: I mean, I mean, I, I 100% get what you mean, but right, like... Part
1: 2. That blue shell is a bitch. If you use a blue shell, use a bitch. That's all I, got. I would
0: say the blue shell causes more familial fights than Smash Brothers sometimes, but it depends on your family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or friends. Or significant others. I'm telling you, if you use a, use a blue shell, we, we, you catching hands. you catching hands.
3: hands. You're throwing hands. you throwing
1: hands. <laughs> you throwing hands. Now, Smash Brothers, that's where you get the most fun. Just like I like said people, me and my brother, we both at 500% damage, okay? We not even hit sudden death. We both, he was, um met, he was Samus, I was Captain Falcon. We both hit our attacks at the same time. And we both went off the screen. The game, I shit you not. I shit you not. The game took two minutes. To figure out who was the fuck, the computer, the AI had to take two minutes to figure out who was the fucking winner, and guess who was the winner?
2: Who? who?
1: My fucking brother. <laughs> I was. I yes, I spiked the controller. I was angry. It was the heat of the fucking moment. It's it's that 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 what the? It's like June the three. You closing your eyes, you hope it hits, but you listening to the crowd going, "Oh, you know you didn't hit it." So it was that, and your winner, Summer's. I wanted to full on punch the fucking TV screen. That's why- <laughs> Not my brother, the TV screen. Yeah. That's why I tell people
0: because it's the TV that proved you wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The game is connected to the TV, so in fake it de facto, it's the game. But, um, and just stay away from those
0: games. Uh, this next generation of gamers will never know what it's like to rage quit by pulling the controller and fucking up the system.
1: Well, no, this new generation spikes their controllers for rage. Have you not seen these right. and kids? No, no, no. The they
0: spike their controllers, but there's nothing like on purpose pulling the fucking cord.
1: I don't miss those days. I, I
0: don't it. either, because I was never that gamer. But I definitely fucking saw it a lot.
1: Um, it was mainly towards games that I know I was good at, that I ended up getting, I ended up losing. That's what tend to make me lose. No, <laughs> I lose my temper. Um, but we did we, we derailed on um, introducing new gamers to games. Um, another good one is Chroma Squad, tactical RPG. Is a homage, a love letter, if you will, to Power Rangers. It's narrative, it's a narrative game. You choose, you can even make your own megazord, you can make your own color-coordinated Power Rangers. You can you can have your Power Ranger team to be an orange ranger, a yellow ranger, a turquoise ranger. It doesn't matter. You you have a different varieties different types of um, people who can be power rangers. You have a Wesley Snipes looking eight um, bit character from Demolition Man, and his name is Simon. So, it is a it is a callback to Demolition Man. You have a character that looks like Mike Tyson, who's a boxer. Um, you have little animals. You have aliens, regular humans, and they all have their own attributes too. So it's still an RPG at the end of it. It is a very approachable RPG game. You can play it on very easy or easy or narrative mode to get through the game. Um, It was made like four years ago. Um, It's a very very approachable game. It's on PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. It's very fun. And I have it on all consoles. I have it on PC, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch. And it's really fun. It really is fun. Um, I also got galaxy of pen and paper plus one edition made by the same company who made Chroma Squad it's literally D&D but you're playing it digitally Um, it is a narrative game and it's fun (laughs) and that is very I think it's on the Switch marketplace right now also so that's a very approachable game for new gamers nice And Mario Golf was announced not too long ago that's a good game to play
3: the Untitled Goose game. Which one? The Untitled Goose Game where you play as a goose that just wants to ruin. Oh playing. yeah, that
1: one, the goose game. I never got into that. That was
0: like Oh, Untitled Goose or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw everybody go crazy for it. I I never got why I never like actually played it.
1: I now see kids playing it. So I'm like, okay. Have anyone played Hello Neighbor?
0: i haven't but i've wanted to
1: i've seen my friend lisa her kids are like i think one is five the other one is four they're playing it i'm like wait they're playing hello neighbor that game looks creepy as fuck and i'm like these kids four and five years old are playing through the game i was like this is a whole new generation coming up these three (laughs) (laughs) four-year-olds these three four-year-olds man
2: I
3: was like, all right, they get, if they can get through this, let's see if they can get through Resident Evil. hmm <laughs> so I've been playing Resident
1: Evil
3: 7. Oh, my God. Help me. I, I
2: know
1: you're ready for Village.
3: Um, I'm ready for Village, man. I'm ready to be chased around by a giant vampire woman.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm
3: always ready to be chased by a giant vampire woman. Who is 9'6"?
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Lion. Yeah, like straight up 10 foot. <laughs>
3: Right, oh, i guess you caught. i guess you caught me i guess you oh no <laughs> oh what oh you found me
0: oh <laughs> my
1: shirt's off oh yeah I can't like that. this is such a
0: weird string of events that has happened
1: <laughs> i can't believe i'm the one who's not making the weird comments this time around
0: you know what that's that's uh, that's fair Normally, you are the one making the weird ass comments on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not.
1: Hey, we're, we're just making comments. Uh huh. And if you want to hear a weirder comment, go on the last episode, and you hear what I said. I would do to Kirsten Wick. Whoa! Oh yeah,
2: Whoa. yeah, yeah.
1: Whoa. Uh, in the middle, it was the middle of uh, Wonder Woman 1984 rant. Right?
0: I Uh, forget. I forgot. I always forget about what we talk about, and then as soon as you mention it, I remember the whole episode.
1: Yeah, it was. We was doing good up until I started talking about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I went on a (laughs) rant. And then I made that inappropriate comment, but I feel like it's still an appropriate comment because. I don't, I, get, I don't get this world's perception on me. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. We have a fucked up sense of priorities and sense of like self-image and like perceived image.
1: And the shit still carries over in popular media. And that's something we're going to... And that's what we're going to enough on because that's what we're going to talk about on season two of Nerds Against the World. We have the Blurds in the Hood episode with me, Ray... Dennis L.A., Bruce Wayne Brady, and a new um, person coming into the News Against the World, um, Lana the Nerd. Lana the Nerd, right?
0: Ray? Ray.
1: What? Hana? Yeah. Hana the Nerd. Hana the Nerd. I said Lana. All right. I'm going to tell you this. I'm watching Archer right now. Lana! (laughs) Danger Zone. But, um,. But it's the it's blurs in the hood, episode. Where we are going to talk about representation of black media and the nerd. Room. And then we got Christian, who's doing one on Latin um, nerd culture.
0: Ay, vamos.
1: And then Benita <laughs> is going to do an all-women's episode. Now, that one, I'm going to tell Benita, do not include me in the conversation like we did last time, even though I'm going to be the engineer recording it. I get it, we need they need the male perspective, but this is for women for this is International Women's Month. This what episode's coming out. You do not need me to be on this episode. What I'm just saying. What I'm just saying. But I got a feeling that's gonna happen anyway. And I welcome getting shitted on because some That's it. End the
0: episode right there. Last words.
1: <laughs> no, but Thank you for listening to the Drag Contour Robot podcast. I didn't say it at the top of the episode. You can listen to us every Monday, now Wednesday, on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. comes the Apple podcast. Um, thank you for listening to this Wednesday's episode. Make sure you listen to our Monday episode. We're reviewing WandaVision episode seven. And from what I'm hearing, there's some old shit moments. And we, me, Christian, and Benita was right about one character.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: But you got to go back to that episode. To figure out who the fuck we're talking about Because we're not talking Even though the episode's been out for the last four days We're not telling you Because we want to be respectful Because there's right. two episodes of left course. Two episodes left
3: No, forget being respectful I'll tell y'all right now I <laughs> will cut you
1: off <laughs> but As always, thank you for listening Thank you for helping our podcast grow Because we're now up to almost 35 um, Subscribers Which is still good I'm, I like the small growth instead of all at once. Um, do something positive. Make sure... Play, play At least play Flower on PlayStation. That's a good game. Especially if you're a new gamer. This, the music is very... Um, I can't pronounce it. Soothing, calm. It's a good game to introduce yourself to something like that. Immerse yourself in a world where you can just get outside of our world. Even if it's two hours at a time, do something positive, make something creative, play a game that will help you circumvent this world, and yeah, live on and prosper.